How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks, and I have my co-star this season, Chrissy Cullen. How's it going, Chrissy? Hey, going well. How are you doing? Awesome. Good. I think we have a little lag in this episode for our microphone so maybe a little lag time response between talking with each other here but we'll we'll make it through this <laughs> um so uh this episode we are going to touch on uh longevity of fitness meaning the different types of trainings you are doing what you should be doing and also having kind of a end game and plan of you know you can't really mess yourself up in your 30s 40s and expect to do well in your 70s 80s so what uh what are your immediate thoughts on that chrissy yeah there's uh, there's some things that i think about longevity and of course fitness and exercise is a big component of that but i think there's there's a lot of other key factors that go into it as well and some of those are obviously your nutrition and that's mostly what you and I touch upon being personal trainers, but so it's your exercise and your, and your nutrition, but it's also the amount of sleep that you get, um, and the quality of sleep that you get. It's maintaining close connections with your family and your friends and being social, not just, you know, isolating yourself and feeling alone. It's, um, getting outside and connecting with nature and, um, keeping your stress levels down. And another huge thing is just finding your purpose. So that can be either, you know, through your work or it can be, you know, volunteering or just giving back, um, a hobby that you have. So, you know, as, as important it is to eat well and to exercise consistently, you also have to be working on those, those other factors in order to, you know, have a long, happy and great quality of life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the one thing that like pops out at me is uh, just stress. And then there's, you know, physiological stress, mental stress. And, uh, you know, just having someone I've had clients before that have like stressful jobs. And, uh, you know, I always having trouble losing weight. And, you know, we did some damage uh, with working out and dieting, but just could never go all the way. And you always wondered if they were cheating or what, you know, what was what was really going on. And then a couple of them uh, end up changing careers or one just quit, couldn't take anymore and just quit her job. And uh, within one week dropped like seven pounds. So it's just showing you like the hormonal changes of stress and your cortisol levels and how messed up that is. So on one side, I'd say, you know, you have to, like you said, you've got to find a path that's non-stressful quality of life. You're happy because that will matter. And then on the other side is the, the physical stress and, you know, I can attest to that, you know, just recently having a back surgery two years ago, prior to that, you know, playing sports. And I've talked on other episodes about, you know, first of all, why are you even playing sports anymore if you're not getting paid millions of dollars? But if you are like taking the precautions of, you know, bracing up stuff, KT tape, because you get injuries and just compounds and gets worse and worse. And now with the freaking back problem, um, you know, I've only got a limited amount of, uh, like a Fitbit, limit, limited amount of steps on this L5 S1 joint in my spine. So I really have to watch for the end game for this, or I won't even be walking. Yeah. And that's one of the things where, you know, if it's, you have to take a look at your life and if you realize, wow, I'm, you know, 
so stressed out of my mind. I constantly live in this place of fight or flight. You know, I'm pounding tons of coffee just to keep up with my workload. You really have to take a look back and think like, is it worth it to maintain this job that I have that is really, you know, making my quality of life go down? Obviously, we live in, you know, you and I live in Southern California. So it's not like we still need we still need to make money in order to live here. It's very expensive. But I think you have to, you know, if you're in a place where you're in a very stressful job, you might have to start considering like, okay, what are my other options? What sort of plan can I make to either work work less hours or start looking for something else? Cause I think just in the long term, you really it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with our profession, it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. And like nine times out of 10, you ask somebody like, how's work going? Eh." You know, no one really likes what they do. So we, we've always had that and it's been great. And then uh, financially it's been up and down. Um, And then Mm -hmm. within the last couple of years is California laws and, and then COVID really put a damper on us. So, uh, for, for that, you know, you basically kind of fine tune what you have. There's other ways to make money out there. Um, Mm -hmm. so for me personally, I've actually just cut my hours back, like you said, um, and only working five hours a day, three days a week. And the rest of my time, I'm looking to other sources of income. And I think just, just that, just helping myself with that, with my current condition, is, you know, those, those are now less physical days. I'm sitting there lugging around clients' weights and everything and, and the physical stress on my spine and, you know, just overall joints and everything. So I think I did myself a favor with that. Um, and then what, what about you on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I think you and I both before COVID were working really long hours. We're working every single day. Well, that, well, at least Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekends. But you know, the life of the personal trainer is you start early of clients that get to the gym before they go to their work. So, you know, I'm at there at 6 a.m. You're there at 7 a.m. And then we work. We have a, a, a break at lunchtime and then we go in. We're there all afternoon. And I was at the point where I was working 6 a.m. with maybe three hours off at lunchtime and then working till 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. And that just it takes a toll on you. So then when the pandemic hit and we're kind of closed down for a while it gave I don't know it gave me time to sort of take a little break and reassess and you know think when I go back to training I can't have these long hours I need to consolidate my time so that's kind of where I'm at now I mean I think you and I still we we maybe have half the clients we used to have or three quarters of it so we're slowly getting our clients back but we're still trying to take care of ourselves yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing. I don't want to go back to five days a week now that I've, you know, this <laughs> no. luxury, I guess, if you say it, of doing the three days, but yeah. I mean, I, I see on one hand, the people who have like desk jobs, that's not healthy. I mean, you're not moving, mm-hmm. but it's also not healthy. All the positions leaning and all that. Uh, I mean, those people have half the time have to go to physical therapy or see the surgeon one day just from doing nothing. Then the yeah. other extreme is, you know, personal training, we're lifting weights. I mean, we're doing it in a controlled manner, but it's still a lot of lifting and a lot of bending and everything throughout the day. But the extreme on the other side would be like laborers, you know, masonry people, you know, anyone in construction. I used to work at the port of Los Angeles and the, a 
oh god it was like a death sentence if you were a crane operator because it was so much money but you were in such a position leaning forward it's the worst position ever and that crane is just jackhammering your spine the whole time all of them back surgeons every single one of them so it's you know i don't feel like we're that far towards the laborer side but i think you know for at least for me in my my spot now and i'm over 40 is to kind of pull back some of that and um make some smarter decisions as far as physicalness and uh i had a couple clients that are just i had to cut during this time uh of uh going through my back pain again and uh mostly because they were like heavy lifters so i mean i'm having to grab this heavy weight hand it to them or spot them and if they're getting stuck on like bench press i'm end up deadlifting which i'm not supposed to do like you know half that weight and just do that repetitively three days a week over week after week and i just can't do it so my decision is just going to be i got to cut those people hand them over to someone younger <laughs> but uh totally yeah. yeah but i and just doing that i probably gave myself you know six more years of you know spinal health so th- those are the kind of things i'm looking at um and uh diet wise i mean you could probably touch on this better than me but i mean for me it you know i'm doing i'm more on the keto diet so it's a little bit more stress on the liver but i also go to my doctor twice a year and check my blood panel as well as getting an ultrasound every two years to physically look at you know all the things so i don't think 90 percent of the population is doing that so Definitely not. Yeah, I think, you know, whatever diet you choose to follow, I think as long as it's cutting out processed food and, you know, fast food, I think you're already doing yourself a huge favor, whatever it may be. And I think the areas in the world where people are living the longest and having not only living the longest, but have the best quality of life and are still active, you know, in their 90s and stuff, they're primarily eating a plant-based diet. So they're the foundation of their meals is plant-based. So lots of fruits and vegetables, beans, legumes, um, nuts, seeds, that sort of thing. And then, and then they add in kind of as like a side element, your leaner proteins, eggs, um, lower fat dairy. And those are kind of just complementary. They're not the, the focus of the meal, but they're sort of on the side. So really thinking about eating lots of fruit and veggies, um, because ultimately you want to be eating nutrient dense, dense food. You can be getting calories, but not getting the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you need from your food. So it's really yeah. important to focus on that. And you know, in, in some of those places you're referring to and the, the longevity of their lives and, 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 you know, just looking at some of them, you know, the people who are making it to their hundreds and all that, and literally they're just walking, they're not doing anything. So for, for me, quality of life is, uh, I, if I'm gonna look like that, I'm gonna shoot myself. So <laughs> I, I, I gotta at least have some muscle tone, that kind of thing, which I know maybe kind of just, you know, slowly deteriorates your joints over time. I mean, do it safely instead of being a power lifter. But the one thing is you can't live forever. So for me, quality of life is I've gotta have some type of athleticism, athletic body, all the way until I die. So, you know, dieting helps, but you got to, you know, you got to make your own decision for each person, but you know, I've got to have a certain amount of physical stress, not as much as I could do in my twenties, but I got to have something and carry me through. Cause I'm not going to be that 90 year old, hundred year old that can't even lift a, a book off the ground. It's just, <laughs> I can't live that life. 
Yeah, I think the areas that I'm referring to is uh, they might not necessarily be jacked or, you know, in the gym, but they kind of live in communities where it's set up that they just naturally move throughout the day. They're they're obviously walking, like you said, but they're also uh, attending to their gardens and farming. They live by, by hills. They they do lift and they're they're cooking, they're kneading dough and stuff, and they're like taking care of their house. They're going up and down stairs. So that stuff will help build muscle. You know, you and I are both athletes and we obviously like to to work out that's why we're yeah. in the jobs that we're at. So maybe you know, we would like to continue that through exactly through our lives. But you know, the difference between some of these areas, like the, what I'm referring to is the blue zones, which um, is pretty cool to read about by an author called Dan Buhner, but these people just kind of like have a lifestyle where everything is set up, that they're always moving throughout the day and they're always eating food that's really high quality and they're connected to the community and they're getting outside. Whereas I think in America, our our setup's a lot different yeah our we're living in high stress because we're racing to get to work we've got all these you know responsibilities to take care of and our our jobs are more stationary we're sitting in our car you can't really get out and walk to the grocery store the farmer's market you have to always be getting in your car so i think what it takes to be healthy and have longevity in America is it, it really takes a lot of discipline. It's yeah. not built into our everyday life. So if you want that, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to like start. You have to plan it in your schedule. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to go for a walk at this time. I'm going to make sure that I start cooking my own food. I'm going to try not to drive as much. So, and that's why it's, it's really hard. Like humans are not built with this natural discipline in your system. We, we just do what's kind of already available for us yeah so it's a it's a lot about restructuring your habits and your lifestyle in order yep. to oh and just gaining knowledge like listening to stuff like this you know learning from other experts or and that and that was another point uh you know we're, we're personal trainers we don't know everything about everything you know there's we have the luxury of having a physical therapist at our gym and God, we're learning so much just from him. And I mean, even some of the last uh, physical tests he did on me, um, he couldn't believe how weak one side of my leg was. And I couldn't either. Like all the stuff I do, I do a lot of single, single legs, arms, dumbbells versus bars. I do balance training and guess what? It still wasn't enough. So there's a whole nother world of, you know, making sure that all your smaller muscles are as, as strong as they possibly can be to, to help the infrastructure of the rest of your body. And then moving on that is like, you know, chiropractors. So I don't know how you feel about chiropractors, but I mean, I, I, I try to go once, once a month, at least once every other month, just, you know, having the scoliosis happen to me later in life is just not an option. So there's just so much, so much knowledge out there and so many other experts that you can't, you know, you can only do so much yourself to go get checked out. Not, you know, not just by a doctor. Uh, yeah. I'd say it's definitely worth the investment. Obviously those things all cost money. So you have to decide, you know, can I afford this? But if you have it within your means or, you know, if your health insurance covers it, it's definitely worth going to all those places. Yeah. And I, and even, you know, talking to the physical therapist at our clinic, I, I learned that you can have direct access to your physical therapist. You don't necessarily need to go to your doctor first and get a prescription to go to physical therapy. You can go to physical therapy when you're 
feeling great because they can do tests to assess how your body's doing and see, you know, one side of, you know, your right glute is weaker than your left glute. You're feeling fine now, but maybe in a few years, it might cause you some problems. So yeah. you can do some preventative work. Um, chiropractors are good too, I think. But I think with a chiropractor, you not only need to just go in for your adjustments, you do need to do some sort of exercise and muscle strengthening and activity because they kind of reset it. But then when you go throughout your daily life, it just goes yeah. back to the way it was. So the only way to keep it in, in place, in the healthier place, is to do exercise in combination. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think you need it all the time. I mean, you, I mean, just to go to a physical right. therapist and do a couple months, I mean, just what you learn from that, I mean, you can carry on by yourself for a while before you have to maybe go get checked up again. Chiropractor is a little different because they kind of keep needing to see you, but you know, you just space it out as much as you're willing to pay and afford. It's better than nothing. And like I said, for the medical doctor side, it's, you know, doing a blood test, at least for me, it's like, I think it's like 25 bucks. It's nothing. So just do it twice a year. Not, don't even wait the whole year. You, you know, catching something early on is, you know, the, the, the game is the end game. How long can you go? Who cares what people can do in the next 10 years? If you know, when you can go another 50 years, I mean, you can, you can repeat your whole life, change whatever you want to do. If you've got the time. So, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, I think that's pretty much all I got. Do you have anything else you wanted to add, Chrissy? No, just uh, small changes add up to big things. So little tweaks that you can make to your daily routine can have really great long lasting effects in your life. So just start out small, you know, just, okay, I'm going to add in uh, a morning walk and then, okay, I'm going to make sure I drink my eight glasses of water a day. Yeah. the next week and the next month. Okay. I'm going to start, um, incorporating a strength training routine twice a week. So just kind of building off where you're at and yeah, keeping those stress levels down as much as you can. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just get, get yourself a checklist, everything you want to change in your life and just work one little thing at a time. And, you know, they say it takes 30 days to change a habit. I don't know if it seems like it takes more for me, but you know, as soon as you feel like you've mastered it, boom, you can check it off and go down to the next one. So plenty of time it doesn't have to be all changed in, you know, one year's span time either. There's plenty of plenty more years. Yep. Plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. All right. Well, I think that's uh, good for this episode. Um, just keep checking out our podcast, our Facebook group. If you have any uh, topics you'd like to talk about over 40 fitness hacks on Facebook, or just message us through uh, uh, whatever podcast you're listening to us on, and uh, we'll catch you later. Cool. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Chrissy.